It burns. <laughs> the astringent. <laughs> Welcome to the TCK Podcast. This is Nick. And George. We're recording live from, what is, what is this called? I forget what this is this called. This is the, the Putnam Peddler's Market. Oh yeah, the Peddler's Market from yeah. Putnam CT. Yeah, this this place is uh, it's the first year that they've ever done this. And it's a pretty good turnout. A lot of handcrafted artisan work. Uh, we're here recording the podcast, obviously, but we're also here with uh, an Ava Anderson non-toxic um, booth. So please come down uh, and see us. And if you're if we don't get this podcast up in time, then I'm sorry you missed it. Yep. <laughs> I I think uh, they're probably going to have more of these, though, right? Like maybe on a weekend basis or something like that. Yeah, we'll find out. I'll talk to the guy who's running it and uh, see how often they're going to do this. I think they should they should do this more often. Most definitely. It's it's a very nice place, and actually. Um, by this point in the video, I, I did take some video and I took some some awesome pictures um, with a borrowed camera, um, just of the variety of things that are at this event. Um, so if you do live in the area, if you live in um, Putnam, Thompson, Worcester County, Massachusetts, uh, we're we're in the eastern side of Connecticut right now. So if you live in this area, make sure you look up the Putnam Peddlers Market because there's a lot of really great stuff. It's not just the nightlife in Putnam. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's not that far from, from Gloucester and Chapachet, Rhode Island either. That's true, yeah. So it's right over the border. It only took me about 40 minutes to get here from Woonsocket. Yep. So it's, it's really not. Uh, it's The drive is easy, and it's a scenic route. If you're coming from that, come up 102. It's beautiful. So enjoy the scenery. So, I mean, we're here all day. This is great. We're here from, from uh, we got here at 8 in the morning. I was here at 7.30 setting up, and we're here till 4 o'clock this afternoon. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's certainly an all-day affair. And we even have a food truck with the Lunchbox Catering Co. Yeah, she has no idea we're plugging her right now either, no. but we're actually going <laughs> to, I was just talking, we, we, we're uh, we going to do an event together, maybe multiple events. So uh, they offer um, homemade, you know, um, homemade food homemade hamburgers not just the stuff out of the package um it's it's real real food and they don't fry anything either that's awesome everything is grilled or on the on like the griddle top which i I have yet to go look at that truck it it looks like it's gonna be amazing it is amazing i just looked at the setup yeah yeah. well because from from our my vantage point anyway looking in between the evanders and non-toxic products and the table in front of us in this nice display that george set up so graciously um (laughs) I had pictures to go by. <laughs> thanks, Kim. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kim. Um, all I can see, it looks like it says Oreo, Onion, Funyun, Hot Dog, Cheez-Its, Tacos. But I know that's not what that's they still, actually that's have That's definitely to not. <laughs> no. <laughs> they do offer tacos, though. No, I, I do see taco and I see hot dog, but then it looks like falafel. Nope, that's, no. that's not it. Either. I got to get my... yeah, That's fruit cup. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's not cup. a falafel. <laughs> no, that's not a falafel. Hey, their, their menu changes all the time, which is great. Yeah, that's and, a really cool thing. Yeah. So look forward to doing uh, something with them as well. And look forward to, uh, we, you know, Nick went out and interviewed a lot of these uh, vendors while I stayed at the, at the booth. And uh, tell, what did you what did you hear over there? I, I heard a lot of really really interesting stories. There's one uh, actually over in the corner. It's the um, the Putnam Skate Park Committee. It's, it's these group oh, of guys. Right. And I remember, like I was telling you earlier, when I was a kid, um, I skated for a number of years. And the biggest issue that we had as a group of group of kids, group of teenagers, was getting in trouble with the law. 
because some of the greatest spots to go skate artistically were also monuments or schools. Um, so it was just uh, a really uh, not not very good. It was very illegal. So when <laughs> yeah. I I petitioned the town to try and get the um, the town to build a skate park or or allow us to fundraise a skate park to be built, um, and they denied it vehemently. They denied that. Um, they saw the skate the skating community as um, something that was inherently evil and or illegal. Um, but what they're doing over there, it seems like it's a it's a really great thing. They're having like a little fundraiser going on over there. They're selling some stuff and. Um, they're really working hard to make uh, a safe place for kids to go skate. So I think that's a really awesome, awesome thing. And we have some local artisans over here. There's a, there's a young girl, uh, Pottery by Jess, um, which you'll see her pictures up there. Some amazing pottery. She's actually doing some pieces right now in front of people. Yeah, which is really cool. And she's doing it. What she's doing on the wheel, right? Yeah. Yeah, Potter's wheel. Yeah, ghost style. Nice. Yeah, Very it's nice. it's really cool. I mean, I, I've done a little bit of pottery, but nothing really to that scale. Um, mine was always really lame. Yeah, her work is absolutely gorgeous, and you'll see it up there. We'll also post a link, you know, to her number. You got the cards and everything, so yes, I do. We'll make sure that everybody here that we had a, that we that we chatted with will be recognized, and hopefully we can work with them at some point. So this is this is great. We got live music. Who's uh, the musician? I didn't catch his name. Oh, he's he's amazing doing some great covers acoustic. He's uh, sweating to death under his tent though. It's it's like 90 degrees out here right now. Yeah, actually you may be able to hear him uh, through the recording. I'm not sure if you can. I'm going to turn up George's gain. Oh yeah, there he is. Yep. Oh, nope, that's a dog. And that's your dog <laughs> right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joined, joined by his lady and his his wonderful dog EO. Yep, everybody's here today. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> the life of a nomadic podcaster. Yeah, this is great. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing this more often. We just because it's well, it's nice out first of all. It's, oh, it's beautiful. It's uh, even though it's hot, it's just good to be outside. Get some vitamin D. Just enjoy nature a little bit. Yep. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a nice little river behind us. I'm not sure how sanitary it is, <laughs> but um, it's it's definitely a, a nice. Yeah. Nice thing to have. I don't think that I would be going skinny dipping in that anytime soon. Well, no. Well, I might. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, as anybody who's listened to our show since the beginning knows, um, I'm a storyteller. I really like stories. I I love hearing the stories behind things. And one of my one of my favorite booths that I went to today was the Hammered Edge Studio and Gallery. There, she's out of Ivoryton, Connecticut. Um, She's the artist and an owner. Her name is Catherine Wright. She makes everything, like, uh, she has jewelry, she has beads, buttons. She has stuff that's from all over the world. She went to Peru to go get some of these things. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. She has these things that are over 300 years old, some of these things, that were made and handcrafted 300 years ago. She's got them sitting over there on a, on a table, just, like, on the oven. Yeah, I went over there. I went to the went to the food truck and the lunchbox, and I, I snuck a peek over there. It's yeah. pretty cool stuff. Oh, it's amazing. She, she has a lot of really cool stuff over there, and, and she's been doing this since she was a kid. She, her mom did this kind of stuff, too. She's a, a metal smith. She makes rings. She makes jewelry. And wow, that's a lost art right there. Yo, Metalsmith. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I've looked into it, and I shied away from it because I, I know I probably screw it up. <laughs> and the stuff over there looks like it's, it's it looks better than machine made. Wow. It's it, a step above, truly. Yeah. Um, it just, I mean, especially with ring making. I don't know if you know about the processes, like um, going from uh, even single degrees in heat on sterling silver can completely screw it up you have to know 
exactly everything, and then and then uh, what is it called? Oxidation. Yep. And the polishing factor, and everything else that goes in with it. So it's, it's insane. So I shied away from it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I make a lot of things, but I, could, I don't think I can make rings. No, it's not not something I even have the time to to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of investment in that one. Yeah, there uh, is time investment more than anything. But yeah, just really enjoying this day today, man. It's um, being able to network with all of these great people has been uh, one of the one of the best things today. We're doing doing well with the Ava stuff here with Ava Anderson, uh, being able to share the health message, and that's what we're here to do. We're just here to reach more people, um, both through the podcast or networking and talking to some of the locals who are coming through for this market. Yeah. Um, it was there. Uh, I know we're planning on. We, we, this is kind of a. We were planning on doing an actual topic on uh, the ketogenic diet. Yeah. I'm not sure if you wanted to touch upon that a little bit while we're here, and if anything happens, I, I might have to come in and out. Uh, just let everyone know because if somebody comes up to the booth right now, it's a little slow. So we figured we'd start the podcast, but um, we can talk a little bit about the ketogenic diet and oh, absolutely. Why, I love- why I do it. And sometimes I, uh, I'll, I'll go for a, you know a month or so and then start reintroducing um, other foods again. I would like to hear more about that. Actually, I'm, I'm not very well versed in that subject. Yeah, well, it was the first diet that I ever I ever started on as far as, you know, entering the ancestral health realm. Mm-hmm. And uh, with my, my brother-in-law who was teaching me about the ketogenic diet, and, this, and I think we touched upon this briefly on another podcast, one of the first podcasts, yeah. about how the ketogenic diet was helping numerous cancer patients uh, reduce their tumors and reduce um, joint inflammation, gut inflammation, um, the, you know, reducing brain fog and, and just mental clarity and energy. And so I had severe arthritis in my knees and I needed an answer because my doctors just wanted to medicate me and say, deal with the pain. Yep. And I was not about that. I was ne- never, never been about taking pills. In fact, the last three years, I haven't taken any pills at all awesome um i fought the flu with with uh my own concoctions you know um, herbal res- remedies yep um, just, you know, herbal tonics things like that and but the ketogenic diet essentially it's a high fat low carb diet and you eliminate the like top eight allergens from from gluten to soy even grains grains can be an allergen for a lot of people and they don't realize it so, which type of grains are you talking? I'm talking about anything that you would consider a grain, like rice, cereal, which mm-hmm. is a processed grain, so um, not pastas. Just, not just wheat. Not just wheat, all grain. Yep. All grain, and that's part of the process. You can reintroduce them later and see how you react. I know how I react, which is great. I know if I eat too many carbs, uh, which would be, you know, from mostly grains. Grains are made up of carbs, and um, mostly carbs, and... If I get if I eat too much of it, then I start to get some digestive issues, um, and it's just it, I notice some my energy dips down big yeah. time, big time, and I recently cut back on all that, got rid of it completely for about a week now, and my energy levels are through the roof, digestive wise, phenomenal, everything, everything's regular, man. Just from the grains. It's just from the grains alone, yeah. Um, I also increased my amount of healthy fats, um, eating mostly the 75% um, saturated fat and some polyunsaturated fats, which is mostly omega-6, which we just want to make sure we balance out with omega-3s and Mm omega-9s, even 
Uh, it's very important to balance those. You've got to have a one-to-one ratio as much as possible with your omegas. And so high fat, which is, as I said, saturated fat, avocados, avocado oil, olive oil, good cold-pressed olive oil, um, and... Uh, I mean, coconut oil for sure. You can't you can't eat enough of that stuff. Yeah, it's really good. You know, I have my bulletproof coffee in the morning. I'll do like a bulletproof fast. I won't have breakfast, but then I'll have like the bulletproof coffee, which is which I've explained in a video. If you check that video out on the Tattooed Caveman uh, Kitchen Facebook page, it's definitely up there. I think it might even be on the YouTube uh, page. I, I believe it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure I reposted it up on the YouTube channel, yeah. so you could check that out there on how I make I make I use uh, different things. Kerrygold, grass-fed, unsalted butter, and which has good amounts of conjugated linoleic, conjugated linoleic acid. Acid. That's a mouthful. It's yeah. CLA for short, which is an omega-9 fatty acid, which is known to help prevent cancer. Uh, and then from from there, I, I'll do coconut or MCT oil. Mm-hmm. MCT oil is medium-chain triglycerides, that, and it comes from coconut or palm oil. Mm-hmm. And they've just extracted it down a little bit further. And that's like, boom, that's instant. Instant, light your brain on fire. That's brain food, man. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know that fats fuel your brain as well as the rest of your body. It's just we've become a society based on sugar. Yep. And it's sugar, we do everything does break down into sugar eventually, and we do utilize it for energy. But, but guess what? We also use ketones. Ketones are produced from, you know, healthy fats, and that actually helps us uh, return long-term yeah. energy. Yeah. And actually, um, I, had a, I had a question for you. Maybe sure. you might know because I, I just learned about about this food, spirulina. Yeah. Um, and I've heard about it forever. I think I've eaten it a few times, but I don't remember what classification it's under. If it's, Algae, I believe. Is it a grain? Uh, a spirulina? Yeah. No, I don't think it's a grain. I, you know what? I haven't done a lot of research on spirulina. I, I know about the anti-inflammatory, antioxidant benefits to it, uh, which is incredible. Add spirulina whenever you can. I, I can do more research on that. I, I, just, I don't use it personally, Yeah. although I should. Because I, I, uh, from what I was reading, it was the highest natural protein count of anything. Like It was like the superest of superfoods. Yeah, which is why it's, it's so expensive. Yeah. If, to get a good source of it, sure. Um, yeah, I honestly am not too familiar with spirulina. I know a lot of people that use it. I uh, haven't dove into that myself. Um, I do a lot with like, uh, like plant algae. And I thought spirulina might be part of that, but I could be very, very wrong. Um, but using using like seaweed, I use organic seaweed. Yeah. And I'll put it in my bone broth, so you're getting all the nutrients from that. Especially iodine. People people don't realize that iodine is essential to building thyroid hormone. Mm-hmm. And without that, it's the building block. And, and without that, you're you can have um, an underactive thyroid, hypothyroidism, yeah. which can contribute to like Hashimoto's disease and um, and um, different autoimmune diseases, uh, weight gain. Yep, that's a that's a big one actually. I got a, I have a, a buddy that was uh, experiencing thyroid issues, and he tried the Atkins diet. Yeah, and with Atkins, it it helped him a lot um, because he was really only eating meat, um, whereas before that point, he was eating a lot of carbs. So his issue with thyroid disease, you know, like what, I don't think he had thyroid disease. I think it was just thyroidism or something. Yeah. Um, but he was experiencing some some negative 
things just from the amount of carbs that he was eating because his thyroid could not handle it. His metabolism was so low. Right. Um, so when he started just eating the, eating the meats all the time, uh, he ended up feeling better. But it's it's hard to do because with stuff like that, you really got to stick to it. But we're not carnivorous. Well, it's it's a it's a lifestyle choice, and uh, it's 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 something that you have to incorporate every single day. It's not a diet. I don't I don't do. I might use the term diet just because it's uh, it's it's what people are used to using as a term. Yeah. I, but honestly, it's a lifestyle, and that's what it is for my family. And we eat a real food-based diet. Yes, we do. You know, have some processed, more healthier versions. Yep. But even lately, I've been avoiding that just because it does so much damage to your body when something is broken down so much and then put through heating and all, it just becomes a mess it's easier if it simply if it doesn't have a label on it and you can grow it hunt it fish it yep eat it yep <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's interesting too because the way that george and i are talking about a diet is much in the same way that you would go to a pet store and get a hamster and their dietary need is what they eat Right. It is not them trying to lose weight. It's not them trying to do anything. And I think the term has been molested. The term diet has been molested because what sure, it really yeah. stands for is what we're going to put into our body to feed us, to nutri- like to fill us with nutrients so we can actually live. Yeah, right. that's exactly it. And a ketogenic diet isn't something I recommend sticking to for a long period of time. Not everybody can do it. In fact, you can have thyroid issues in particular because of it. Oh. Uh, it's just... Nobody really knows, and if they do, I'll find it. But for whatever reason, it really affects your, your thyroid hormone. Mm-hmm. And But to counter that, I mean, it's very simple. Eat thyroid. Pig thyroid, in, in particular. And really? you, can, you can either get real pig thyroid and cook it <laughs> up. And I've never personally had it that way. But you can, uh, you can also get it in a desiccated version, in a powder version, or, I've, or I've, a pill version. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. In fact, my um, my wife's aunt uh, was prescribed that by one of her homeopaths yeah. for her thyroid issues that she's having now is to actually have desiccated thyroid. Wow. Pig, yeah, it's pig thyroid. Wow. Yeah. So, you have a problem with thyroid, eat thyroid. I mean, you are what you eat, right? Yeah, that, that's... That's kind of very literal and very, kind of, that's craziness. It, and it, it goes, I mean, same thing with uh, joint health. You want joint health, you're eating things like collagen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you, know, you have collagen, you're, you're breaking down bone. You know, bone broth, you're actually breaking down the, the vitamins, minerals, and bone and leaching it into a broth. And you're, you're drinking liquid bone. Yeah, you are. And you're, in the end, end up healing bone yep and cartilage ligaments so if someone if, uh, let's say um, there's a vegan or a vegetarian in the audience yes would you have a suggestion for them on how to rebuild collagen fibers or to rebuild um, a bone structure or well, something like you that know, there, there are other ways to do it honestly through because we were designed to eat both plants and animals yes um, now, depending on your ancestry, or you pretty much depending on when your ancestors, it depends on the type of meats that benefit you the most. If you are an East Coaster, you know, a tribe, or even the Irish on the islands, you're eating mostly fish. You're eating a lot of a lot of uh, things like that, shellfish mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, or Midwest, we'll stick to the United States for now. In the Midwest, you got a lot of buffalo, bison, yep. uh, her, you know, they're herdsmen. And so you're going to want to tend to stick to meats like that or whatever they eat. Yeah. 
Um, and don't get me wrong, these, these tribes did eat a little bit of green when it was available because a lot of this stuff wasn't available during the winter. And But the key, they didn't eat a lot of fruit either. No, there were really not a whole heck of a lot around either. Like, you just, right. our basic ear of corn is is uh, kind of a, a what, do you, what do you want to call it? Like an evolved version of... I forget how many different types. It was like 300 different yeah, types of corn. Yeah, so many types of corn. And now there's only, uh, what is it, three or 13? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I, that. I just I avoid corn now because 99% of it's GMO anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so sticking with the ancestral eating, we were designed to eat both plants and animals. And I, and my recommendation to most people is eating more plants than animals, mm-hmm. by, by all means, because our stomachs, have a hard time digesting protein and a massive amount. That's a problem. We we overconsume everything these days, and that includes protein. And it just has sometimes we can't produce enough hydrochloric acid in our stomach to break it yeah. down. Yeah, that's actually that's another really interesting thing that you're talking about um, regional diet. And if yeah. you were if you were to look at somebody like let's say let's go to um, let's hop in a plane and we're going to go to the plains of Africa. Okay. Um, now imagine there's there's a movie I don't know if you've ever seen it's called The Gods Must Be Crazy. No. Um, this movie is about a Coke bottle that a pilot throws out of his airplane, and these indigenous people, um, they find the bottle and they think it's being sent by the gods. So they use it as a tool, and uh, the tool becomes an issue. After a while, the tool becomes a very big issue um, when it starts to become a, a, a mode of jealousy and something to be coveted. So, in the end, um, I forget what the what the character's name is, but he goes on this quest to throw the bottle on the uh, off the edges of the earth. Um, and it's a really interesting movie. You you really get to see a lot of different things about how these people live. It's the Bushman tribes from way out in the plains. Um, but you get to see how they live, how they walk, how they how they process their foods, how they hunt their meat, how they talk to the animal as it's dying, how they hunt everything down. And while it's a it's a huge, it's a it's a really just a plain old comedy movie, but you really get to see a lot of how these people actually live. And if you look at their physiques, these people are eating constantly, but they're not consuming massive amounts of protein like we do in the West. So if you take someone like a bodybuilder out here, that's what's considered normal. If you take the male image of normal, you find one of these, like, bros, you know. But if you go anywhere else in the world, they aren't like that. No, most of them are, are lean and functional. Their bodies are functional. Yep. And that's what we're missing today. We're, we're more about the aesthetic version of ourselves than the functional version, the healthier version of ourselves. Yeah. So... And bodybuilders are first of all. When you get into something like bodybuilding or a, you know physique competitions, things like that, you're not really concerned about your internal health. No, at all. And they'll be the first to admit that their diets are very clean at a certain point in their in their regimen, like the, before shows. They'll go super super clean, very low carb. They will also starve themselves of any liquids. They will dehydrate their body so their muscles show. Yeah. So. And, and they're not retaining as much. It ends up being very unhealthy. And any bodybuilder or physique com- competitor knows that. And they wouldn't suggest that for overall health. Nor is it, it, nor can you sustain it. Look at how many bodybuilders or powerlifters um, have died even recently. Oh, yeah. They, you know, due to heart problems mostly. It can become a serious problem. But like that, that's one thing that I've been seeing a lot lately in in our youth is that they think that this is what they're supposed to be doing it's like that whole aspect of the sport 
is not paid attention to. And yeah, and don't get me wrong, I've tried it. I've, I've done the, the, the physique competition uh, style of working out and eating. Yeah. I made myself sick. Yeah. Because I'm a very thin guy to begin with, and I was trying to build muscle. I was trying to do like a mass gain, mm-hmm. and, but doing it right using whole foods. And I was consuming 5,000 calories on average a day. Now, yeah. I don't count calories, but for this particular reason, I was. I was just experimenting, see what I could do. Don't get me wrong. I made some serious gains mm-hmm. uh, as far as muscle. I went from a medium to a large shirt. Uh, it's just, But in the end, I felt terrible. My energy was low. I felt like uh, every time I put something, uh, put food in my mouth, I would just want to puke it back up. It was just yeah. awful. Awful. I couldn't enjoy food. I'm the type of person I, I live to eat. Yep. I don't eat to live. Yep. So, you know, you stick something, you stick some food in front of me. It's very, very hard for me to resist, but I, you know, I've got some serious willpower and my, my <laughs> wife will attest to that. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I find so interesting is that you know, when you when you go to look up the the word caveman on Google, you've done it. Oh yeah. You see these gigantic lumbering lummoxes. Yeah, which is such a. I hate that because I think it all goes back to the Flintstones. I love the Flintstones. Oh yeah. But it seems like they've that's been the depiction of cavemen everywhere, and it's not those those, those people did not look that way. No, they did not. I I would I would probably say that they looked like indigenous peoples around the world today yeah, sure. that have not subscribed to the first world quote unquote lifestyle yeah and as, as something I was, I've been researching a lot is about the uh, the, the ind- indigenous tribes that are around today and there's I think 36 of them still left they've become they're almost extinct and just, yeah. which is awful because we have so much to learn from these people and the time time has gone on and they've still sustained the same life and they're they don't have mental disorders, depression, no. uh, heart disease. No. They, they don't have all the same issues as a, as a first world industrialized, um, you know, you know, country has. And, it, and it's funny because the countries around them have have done that. They're either second or first world countries. Yep. They're just they're just sticking to themselves. If you were to break that down into a couple of fact like factors, what what would you say is keeping them from having uh, all these disorders that we see in the West? Well, food mainly, I would is is probably the biggest factor because mm-hmm. it, they they have to work for their food. They really do, and it's hit or miss. Yeah. You know, they go out, they fish. You know, when, you've never been fishing, man. You, you don't always catch something. No, no. You go out hunting, you don't always catch something. No, I catch a boot. It, right? Or a tire. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, that's my normal thing. Or I'll hook, like, a, a snapping turtle. It, yeah. But that's the way it is with them. So they have to work for everything. They hand-make everything. Their sleep patterns are really good. They're in an environment that isn't polluted with toxins either. That's, yeah. that's another big big point, is that they're not putting these artificial medications in their systems. They're eating real food. They're sleeping the way we're meant to sleep. And, and they're, But they're so in tune with the entire world. Yeah, I mean, they're grounded, if you want to use that term, they, as far as like earthing and being in touch with nature, being in touch with themselves. They, they know, you know, Instinctively, what yeah. they need to do to survive, because I mean, and, and it's been passed down to them from generation to generation. Here, in in a first world country, it's it's all about money and convenience. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, even like actually, I was just thinking about that. Even something as simple as what we're doing right now, which in the old world would just be 
um, what were they like the market? Yeah. You know, you'd have a, you'd have a, a, a trading area. Fresh eggs. <laughs> yeah, and and they. It was considered the norm. That's how you got your stuff that you couldn't make. Yeah. And it's it's a big to do in today's world in the West. Yeah, and sometimes you came back with nothing. Yep. Yeah, that's. I think that's the whole key is that overconsumption here on everything from food to pills, supplements, you name it. You know, they these indigenous tribes they don't need supplements because they are getting all of their food, at their all their nutrients through food. Now, in a modern world, we can't do that. It's almost mm-hmm. physically impossible to get all the the nutrients for your body through food because everything is so processed. And, and even if it's not processed, even produce is uh, is shipped from around the world. Yeah, so the nutrients are degraded or they're frozen and they lose some or or heated worse. Yep, yep. And I, actually, there was a thing. I was listening to an argument on a podcast about the paleo diet and how the common... Uh, the common thought behind paleo is that, oh, well, I'm not going to eat this or I'm not going to eat that or whatever. Or, you know, I'm going to eat seasonally. It's not just about that. It's it's eating what's available to you, not only in the time of year, but where you live. So yeah. if you, like, for example, the Inuit tribe in Alaska, yep. they consume mainly seal fat. Yep. Their bodies are, are tuned to run off of that. Yeah, and in the summer some time. algae and some some uh, sea vegetables, but not much. Yeah, not much. It is mostly seal fat. Yep. Yep. And that and that's how they run, you know. So to them, that's not being paleo. To them, that's this is what I eat. Yeah, and you even know? even paleo people wouldn't call that paleo. They'd call it. They just call that primal. Yeah. You know, where it's a little bit different. Paleo, paleo you just. I don't know. I think I think paleo has gotten a little out of hand personally, and I can say I jumped on the bandwagon at one point, and I just got sick of it because there's, first of all, why are vegans, vegetarians, and paleo people arguing? Yes, I was just going to bring that up, and I keep forgetting his name. It's that the podcast Rich guy. Rich Roll is one of them. He's the vegan podcaster. Oh no, the guy with the jerf. Oh oh oh, Sean Croxton. Yes, he he made a video, a very candid video about that. He said, "Why are we fighting?" Yeah, we we all we all have basically the same values, um, from humane treatment of animals to um, eating real food, and and honestly, paleo people, primal people, ancestral, Western A price, you name it. I mean, eighty percent of their diet is vegetables and fruit, well, mostly vegetables. Yeah. With with a little bit of fruit, so, I mean, we're only about twenty percent off of, of being exactly the same as a, a vegan or. Or vegetarians, but we're all here for the same cause. So why argue about it and just join forces and just accept each other? Yeah, and especially with the arguments about red meat and how it can cause this or that or the other thing, it's I think it's mainly about the environment that these things come from. It's just the same as if you're growing an apple tree or you have a pear farm or blueberries that's stationed next to a nuclear plant. <laughs> it's going to be the same exact thing as getting mad cow disease. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Like, obviously, you know, you're not going to get mad cow disease from eating a blueberry, but what I mean is poison is poison is poison. It doesn't matter what you eat or what you label. Right, and it's and, and I, like, uh, I like how companies are saying that, uh, well, it's only a little bit, and it's, mm-hmm. it's acceptable at acceptable levels or minute levels. Yeah. But guess what? The problem is with minute levels is that we're chronically exposing ourselves on a daily basis to these chemicals, whether it be environmental or through our products or food. Yep. Um, and it just... Unfortunately, in our bodies, we like to store things, and we like to store things in our fat cells, in our liver, and, and, it, and it wreaks havoc. So 
it's it's an ongoing problem and it's an ongoing process to try and do something about it yeah it, it, it was amazing to watch his transfer, transformation then for him going around the country and by the way he was monitored by a doctor the entire time so don't just go and do this without consulting with a professional first yes because at any time something like that could become dangerous it could, it could very much be because um, when you do a juice fast you're when you juice you're actually not getting all of the nutrients and sometimes you absorb it too fast yeah um and also a better way to consume a liquid like that is to add a fat to it because a lot of it a lot of those vitamins are fat soluble mm-hmm. and if you don't have a fat to go with it and you're just juicing and juicing and juicing it's just going to go right through you yep so you'll you'll think do you remember that they, they had like that whole colon cleanse thing and people were taking it's pictures it's awful first yeah. of all nobody needs to be taking pictures but, uh, I'm a little distracted by EO right now. <laughs> um, yeah, she's about to knock over the mic. <laughs> That's okay. She would be forgiven. She's too cute. <laughs> uh, so, what would you suggest for a, for uh, a fat additive like uh, the uh, what was it, Kelly Gold butter? Ke- Kelly Gold butter. No, when you're juicing, I wouldn't recommend Kelly. First of all, it's gonna taste kind of funky, but. Uh, so adding something like MCT oil, okay. adding something even like a, a organic cold press olive oil. Mm-hmm. Make sure if right, olive oil, if you're gonna buy it, make sure it's 100% organic. It's cold pressed and it's in a dark glass bottle. Okay, All like right. uh, the Checo. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how good. I've never heard of the Checo. Um, the Checo comes from Italy. It's an Italian brand that it gets imported. Um, I think Stop and Shop sells it. Job Lot also sells it. Yeah, and you can look up the list because sometimes you got to be careful with olive oil because a lot of times they cut the olive oil with something like canola oil, okay. and they don't have to tell you about it. There's, okay. a, there's a list up there if you Google it, um, the safest and most natural or um, olive oils. And I came come to find out like Whole Foods, their 365 brand of organic uh, olive oil yeah. is not really olive oil. It's mostly canola. Oh. Yeah. So, and I had some, and I hadn't used it yet, so I brought it back. But ironically, Trader Joe's has a 100%. They've got uh, a Mediterranean blend, Italian blend that are awesome, and they're, like, one of the top on the list. So if you have a Trader Joe's in your area, hit them up on that. It's, it's really tasty, too. Oh, definitely. But now, actually, speaking of olive oil, um, what's the difference between the virgin and extra virgin, all that stuff? Does Nothing. That, does that play Nothing. into this at all? Nope. No? No. It, it's it's a, a term. Extra virgin is just a term they use. If you get virgin olive oil, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. There's almost no difference. It's the same thing. I, I was doing research on coconut oil, trying to figure out the difference. It's just, and there's there's no difference. They just termed it that way to make more money off of it. No, if there's a difference, uh, please let me know. I'll be the first one to correct myself and say I was wrong. But as far as I could find that there's no difference. It's just a tactic to sell more things. Yeah, because, I mean, when I was working at these stores, I had spills of regular olive oil, extra virgin, virgin, whatever. And it was all still exactly the same consistency. Oh, yeah. Some of it was just a slightly different color. Um, I remember one was very thin in color. It was not... Yeah, it was probably cut... Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, we're not talking about drugs. We're talking about food. <laughs> cut. We got a kilo of Colombian ke- olive oil. <laughs> and it's been cut. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, 
it's it's tough and i know that consumers out there are like where do i even start with this yeah. there's so much crap on the shelves it's how so, do i how do i figure that out so overwhelming and we'll we'll go through different different um, items. We we'll go through we can go through like shopping lists, things like that. Yeah. That uh, I personally give out to my own clients that I work with one on one. And if you ever do want to work one on one with me, please email me uh, at the website, and uh, we'll work something out. We do totally online, so we can Skype all that. Oh yeah, actually, um, on the tattoocavemankitchen.com, we do have a section for direct email to our individual emails. Um, we have a lot of really helpful information on there as well, not just the blogs, but we do have some links to the SoundCloud. We have links to other places that are doing wonderful, fantastic work. And uh, I think maybe George, what we could do is put together some lists on what people should try and stay away from. And uh, oh yeah, all right. So I'm I'm a big fan of the um, Clean Fifteen Dirty Dozen yep. list. As I'm, it's simple. It's easy to follow. You can print them up and laminate them. That's what I do. Okay. Oh, yeah, I yeah the EWG Environmental Working Group dot uh, org, EWG dot org I believe is it. I think so. Um, they have the updated 2015 Clean 15 Dirty Dozen list, and you can go on there. It's free to download. Yep. And you can print that up, and you can laminate it. I always laminate it just so I can keep it in my wallet and take it to the store with me because, honestly, I keep forgetting what's there and what's not. Every year yeah. it changes. Something's either added or removed. Yep, and they can also legally change the names of the chemicals that are inside. That is very true. Which, actually, when I, when I, I first found EWG uh, not too long ago, but I started receiving their emails when they were campaigning to stop the Dark Act. Yes. Um which, for those of you who do not know, the Dark Act would allow manufacturing companies to not tell you if there are genetically modified ingredients in the food. So basically, they have free reign over whatever they want to feed you. They can lie. They don't even have to lie to you about it anymore. They can just not tell you. Yeah, and I, I know, like, what was it, Proposition in 37 out in California it got shut down. Uh, there's been a few more since then around around the country. Yeah for labeling GMOs and we keep losing because Monsanto has billions and trillions of dollars to put toward their cause. Yeah, lobbyists. Actually, have you seen that commercial? Yeah. One of the Monsanto commercials? It was just like, we at Monsanto are here to help you. And they they have the farmer commercials, like they're in the diner and it's like, uh, they're talking about the seeds and how you, you only have to buy the seeds once or whatever, and you just keep buying the seeds and you never have a problem, and it's always going to grow. Yeah. You know, back back to our topic about indigenous peoples, um, if you didn't have a good crop, then you would make sure that you hunted more, you know? It, yeah, and that's even if they, they did um, harvest crops. A lot of them they didn't did. even do that. No, you but, just survive off of a fertile area. Yeah, I mean, like, the, um, I, my ancestry dates back to the Blackfoot Indian tribes. Yep. And they, there are seven nations that travel between the, the northern, you know, part of the country into Canada. Mm-hmm. But they were buffalo herders. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they consumed, the only grains they really consumed were, um, you know, like the grass growing in the... Uh, in the open plains and stuff like that but they didn't consume a lot of, they didn't harvest anything they they were nomadic yep. completely they traveled wherever the buffalo were, were traveling and so they weren't a, they, they didn't have an issue with, with with harvesting what they did have an issue with is if they were at the lack of you know game meat available yeah, yeah. 
especially as a herder. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, some of our problem now is that we we don't need for anything. We don't thirst for anything. We don't have to work for anything. We have. To, we don't have to do anything at all. It's completely taken care of for us. If we have a disability or not, we can sit around, and we get little sheets of paper called money that can go and buy goods and services that we don't need to do anything for. You don't even have to leave your house. Things no. like Peapod. No, I was just going to say, yeah, Peapod. from Stop and Shop. I'm sure most people around the country are familiar with that, especially in the Northeast. Yes. Uh, you order online, and it's shipped directly to you. They pick it. They have somebody pick it and drive it to you and then deliver it to your doorstep. You, all you, I'm surprised you don't even have to put it away. I, I imagine if you give them a tip, they'll put it away for but, you. Oh, they, they probably will. And I, I can definitely say that that would be amazing and awesome for someone who's severely disabled or agoraphobic or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, people I, I work with people like that where I actually cook the food and deliver it to them. Yeah. And, and that's fine. There's a reason for that, you know. But when you're just lazy... When, when the system is abused, it. it becomes a problem across the board. Yeah. Yep. It, we're... Um, uh, set an entry where we don't you know that's why part of the reason why we have a, an obese nation yep you know and if you want to check out my article about obesity it was one of my pop, most popular articles actually yes it was it, um, I didn't think it was because it's very factual and lists a lot of current facts about the obesity epidemic in the United States alone mm-hmm. and I believe I breach into Canada a little bit but check it out at the tattooedcavemankitchen.com and you can just search for the obesity is like the top 10 reasons why we're obese and uh, it, go- it also dives into our kids too yes which is which is a big problem childhood obesity which can very well easily lead directly into onset diabetes yes um, or juvenile diabetes yes 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 that's what I meant juvenile diabetes and, and also yeah, the I, adult I, I did. A, I did a pretty, pretty uh, heavy article on diabetes yeah. and uh, how insulin actually works. That's up there too. It's, a lot of people don't realize what insulin does for us, and I won't get into that because that take forever. But please read the article. Uh, we'll do a separate podcast on that. Oh yeah, we will. Diabetes is a really big one. Cancer is a really big one. Yeah. Not to change the topic, but I think we switched musicians now. I think they've got somebody else. Yes, we did. He, he he's sound, a, was he singing fun? Yeah. Dude, he sounded awesome. Yeah, he does. He's got that range. Yeah. Not too many people have that range. No. No, he's he's a really good folk singer, this guy. Yeah. Well, let's see if we yeah, can hear him. Yeah, turn it up. Yeah, he's got some range. Yeah, he does. That's cool. Something I wish I had. I I can't sing to save my life. No, 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 no. I can't really either. I think the shower is about to kick me out for singing so much inside of it. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I personally don't care uh, what people think about my singing, but um, (laughs) as a guitarist, I I, I believe we even talked about this before. My, My mom, of all people, told me to stop yeah singing yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think uh we should probably make an album called not that bad <laughs> subtitled yeah. opinion yeah that's what we should see. not that bad Opin- that's our band name opinion 
because you know it's our prerogative we can sing whatever we want yeah and we don't care about your opinion no <laughs> that's why it's our van so we're back yes we are after a little bit of a break we had some lunch had some tacos at the lunchbox catering co food truck yes follow them on facebook and figure out where they're going to be between uh, all around all around this place yeah. i can't say enough about them they're awesome those tacos are amazing. They really were. They were really good. Tomatoes from her garden at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though I didn't eat the tomatoes, I appreciate the sentiment. I, I ate them. They were, yeah. <laughs> they were delicious. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're just uh, about finished here at the uh, Putnam Peddlers Market. Yep. Uh, wrapping up around 4 o'clock here, so in about 45 minutes. Figure we get some final words in here. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about it overall? I think it was worth it i think uh, for a first time event it it has some room to grow you know it's uh i don't think a lot of people know about it yet no market it a little bit more yeah but it's and it's a sunday afternoon yeah and it's like 90 yeah it's starting to cool off now a little bit but man i was dying today yeah i think i've gone through four bottles of water yeah yeah me too yeah and we're just sitting here <laughs> yeah we're not even doing anything i mean Think about the girl over there doing the pottery. She's <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not even sure how she did that. She must have been dying. I think she was. Uh, some amazing stuff over there by by Jess. Yeah, yeah. Pottery by Jess. Uh, I asked them. They don't have a Facebook, but I will be including the number. Uh, I think they're out of Massachusetts, so we'll we'll get on them about the Facebook thing. Yeah, I'll make them. I'll make them do it. Yeah. <laughs> a few emails and harassing phone calls later. Yeah. Just just kidding. Just deep, yes. heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I definitely want to get these people out there. Yeah, they're really good, and I think she does it all solo. Yeah, uh, we're going to be doing a lot more of these events. We're we're kind of we're feeling around the podcast here, trying to figure out you know whether to talk about health, whether to talk about businesses, talk about both, and I think a uh, combination of the two seems to be pretty good for yeah. us but uh yeah they've got a music fest coming up here in putnam and i think i think we're gonna end up doing that we're gonna come around i think so i think that would be a really good idea um yeah. i think especially for the festival do some uh interviews with all the local artists and everybody else that's coming along here thank you very much for listening to the tck podcast with nick and george and we're out